What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of SDGC After Hours. Tonight, I am sitting down with Finn. We are discussing a game that has been on our radar for a while, Blood Roots. Finn, what is this game all about? I'm so glad you're with me. All right. Well, thank you. It's always good to be part of this. Uh, Blood Roots is a game by Paper Cult. Uh, it is a, a pure distilled action game. Um, it's very fast-paced, high-intensity action where just you one hit kills them, one hit kills you. Who's going to go down first? It's it's very pure in that sense, which I think works very much to its benefit. We should both say that you you are near the very end of the game. I finished the game. It's about eight hours long. Uh, but I think, you know, I hate to immediately boil a game down to what it's most similar to, but I, I think the easiest place to start by talking about this game is think of Hotline Miami. Yes, that's... that's no, some, there's always the pro and con of, like, comparing it to another game, but in terms of, in a single sentence, getting giving someone a, a visual idea of what a game is like, it, it's... It's a kind of fantasy westernish hotline Miami. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I'm glad you said the fantasy aspect of it because the way this game uses almost Cartoon Network very very vibrant color palette uh with I, I don't know, it, it's like such a fresh take on a genre where it's also an extremely gory game. So like yes. I think that's what makes this you, game You know what it is? You know what it is? It, it's like if 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 Samurai Jack was M-rated. Yep. Because I got some straight Samurai Jack vibes from the art style in this game. Yeah, the, the art style is one part of it. And then the other thing is, like, even though the game is incredibly gory, every time a one line of dialogue says fuck, I'm just, like, taken <laughs> aback. Because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. But, yeah, no, I mean, so so the basic setup here, Finn, is you are playing as uh, Mr. Wolf. You show up in a town. There has been a lot of slaughter, a lot of mayhem, so, so kind of suggested civilian deaths. Uh, and by the time you get to the end of the village, uh, you're kind of confronted by a group of rivals. Do you kind of want to yes, the, explain the that? Blood Beasts, filled with uh, the the not quite Metal Gear esque named like people like Miss Bison and Mister Black Wolf. You know the uh, the really quality Miss Crow. I, I love them. Like each person has like for for as low toned down as the narrative is in this game, the characters had a lot of personality, at least to me. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is like, what if a Saturday? What if your Saturday morning cartoons met Samurai Jack uh, in terms of yeah. in terms of narrative setup? Uh, but also, Finn, one of the things that makes this game a little bit different from Hotline Miami is Hotline Miami was always a game about finding a weapon, knowing how that weapon works, and then using it to your advantage. So I think the core difference is that everything in this game is a weapon, like literally yes, everything. Every- uh, and, and you know what? When I met them at uh, at PAX East, where we first found this game and got to talk with the devs, uh, you can definitely tell that they got their inspiration from Jackie Chan movies. And that's what they said was like the driving force behind the combat, because it's the you're in a fight. Literally anything within arm's reach can be a weapon if used properly. So everything from a carrot to a wagon wheel to everything in between. Like I love when you you'll get a ladder. And you can use it to either climb up higher or use it to like whirlwind spin everyone around you. And every item has a durability meter of like one to three hits. So it's all about uh, quickly using an item, grabbing another one, chaining together these combos, never with the same item twice or weapon twice, because it's it's encouraging and forcing you to use all of your environment to your advantage at all times. And it, the, when it all comes together and you get into that, that zone and you pull together this massive combo and you're chaining everything together, it is one of the most satisfying feelings in a game I've played in a while. 
And, and I think one of the things that, that works so well with this game is, um, and I, I keep coming back to Hotline Miami, and I, I want to stop doing that, but uh, one of the things that I found frustrating about Hotline Miami's loot uh, loop is that uh, it kind of expects you to clear a room and then stand in a corner and scout out what the next room is and then make your move. This feels like a game where it's like, no, don't stand still, constantly pushing you forward. Like, this game has, the way its its sandbox levels have been designed, it feels like there's a constant sense of momentum behind you, and I think that follows with how quickly uh, it's a very melee-centric game. There is throwables, yes. but, but far fewer throwables than there are just, like, melee weaponry. And so there's always this drive to get up in somebody's face, hit someone, grab something right next to them, and hit the next guy. You're you're exactly right when when you say Jackie Chan. I actually think of John Wick and uh, some of the more desperate Ooh, fights. That's a, you know, that's another really good one. But um, you know what? I mean, either way, like just using your environment to your. I mean, you could also say Jet Li. Yeah, one hundred percent. You you know what you know what uh, I think really helps the gameplay, and it it, it it's a thing that. You don't even really notice unless it was a problem is that because in this game one hit you die this game has almost instantaneous reloads yeah which is so key for games like this where it's all about trial and error and like retrying I, it reminds me of celeste and uh and katana zero which are other like recent high action based games with a high degree of difficulty because if, if you even had a three-second load time between deaths, that would become so frustrating that it would detract from the game. So I really appreciated the fact that, like, you're just back in it within a click. Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, that's critical because uh, so every time you beat a level in this game, uh, it will give you a breakdown and give you a score ranking. Uh, and they, of course, include in that ranking how many times you died, and that factors into your overall score. So I think on, on some of the bigger levels, I would die something like 60 or 70 times on some of the levels. So this is a game where you're absolutely right, Finn. If, if it was two or three seconds, that would add up, and you'd quickly lose momentum. Right, and that's the thing. So it, it, just, it, really, it also really encourages that, that one more try mentality, because a game that does have a fairly high degree of difficulty like this, some it could turn some players away, but the ease of trying again really just helps you go like, all right, one more try, one more try, one more try until you get it. And then you go, all right, let me try the next stage. One more try, one more try, one more try. It's a beautiful uh, gameplay loop. 100%. And it's cool because there are several paths. So this the way this game works uh, is kind of unique and, and different from other games in this genre where uh, you, you will kind of move from bottleneck to bottleneck. Uh, moving through like like thin paths with not that many enemies to like big open hub areas, and in these open hub areas where you fight people, uh, there's usually three or four different paths you can take, and a myriad of weapon in those different paths. So you always need to clear what's in the sandbox, but the way you the way you clear it is up to you. Uh, and yeah. so you can basically okay if you find that like okay there's a guy up high who shoots at me. Uh, and he's he's killing me every time I go low, then I need to take him out first, and then I can work my way down. And so it really encourages this trial and error play style, and I, I don't know, the flow of this game is is relentless. Uh, I, I beat the whole thing in about eight hours, uh, and it did not feel like it was that much. It, it was it felt like, like, I think I beat the game in like three play sessions. I, I can see this right. easily being a game someone picks up on a Friday and slams through in a weekend. You know what it reminds me of, and it's a it's another indie game with a similar gameplay loop and like a quick pace style that I played last year around this time was Ape Out. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, 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 I it's very like again we're just these comparisons are just to give you a general idea 
of what Blood Roots would be like, but it very much stands on its own. Like I didn't feel, I felt uh, echoes or uh, tributes to these games, but it never felt derivative of any of them, which I thought was really cool. I, I think one of the things about Hotline Miami is that uh, in the years following its release, it felt like it got a lot of clones, and this is so far like not one of those games. It feels like it's a similar take on a genre, but it is not. It is not a a reskin. It is fresh and has its own things to do and say in there. I also wanted to say, Finn, I know you haven't finished it, and I want to keep this spoiler light, but there's actually some pretty cool lore stuff happening in this in this game that is slowly uh, unwound. Another thing worth touching on is between core acts they will have dialogue sections where you kind of get some backstory that help explain your character and their relationship to the the three four four bosses you uh encounter throughout the game who was your favorite boss oh god i Uh, I gotta say i've I've been introduced to them all i just haven't finished it yet i gotta say it's it's ms bison so ms bison is kind of your young protege that ends up being a boss you to fight later on uh, midpoint through the game won't spoil much there. there again this is this is not much of a spoiler it's a it's a pretty light uh uh narrative um, but I felt like each of the boss fights in this game, there are three core big boss fights. They each are very different from each other and also very different from the core loop of the game. Uh, but her section right. was great because it was like a chase sequence followed up by a combat arena where you had to find different ways to kind of dodge projectiles and it, it felt very different. Um, but the chase sequence, uh, Finn is like designed to be a tribute to Super Meat Boy. Uh, mixed with Flappy Bird, where you, where she, so her whole, her whole character is using a jetpack to navigate the world, and you get one too, and you're chasing her through this cavern that has like uh, uh, stalactites and stalagmites, and you're trying to dodge those, but there's also Super Meat Boy like giant saws spinning, bouncing up and down, and then you're having to hit A to keep the thrust up like Flappy Bird, and so you're trying to like chase her through this, and then it opens up to this big arena, and it was just like this grueling, difficult, but like. Instead of feeling like it was aping Super Meat Boy or Flappy Bird, it felt like it was celebrating that. It felt like it was respecting what indie games have done in the last decade. It, it just, um, I don't know, it was a really strong, strong way to, to wrap up a middle chapter of the game. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of, uh, of this game as a whole. Have we said enough about the art style in this game? I feel like we have not said enough about the art style in... Uh, no, because the art style is one of the things that immediately stands out and makes it feel, like, fresh. Uh, I mean, we, we, we briefly talked upon how it's it's cartoony, but also definitely uh, R-rated and stuff like that. But please, let's, let's jump back into it some more. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think the, the core thing here is this game actually has giant Steven Universe vibes. Like it's got those really rich colors uh, and a lot of contrast and saturation. Uh, it, it just really sticks out. And, and the way... Uh, there's there's several different uh, uh, environments throughout the game. You know, you'll kind of start in a wooded area, and then it goes into a desert, and then eventually a snow area. And the way they use color palettes to kind of juxtapose against this harsh, cartoonish blood splatter is always so striking. Yes, you know what? You know what? I think one of my favorite aesthetic moments is is when you take down the final enemy of a zone, and you get that like the kill cam close up like takedown. It almost it almost gave me a weird Kill Bill vibe. What what Finn's talking about is like he was saying when you clear a room, the final person you take out, it will have its own like cut kind of like cartoon uh, uh, comic book style where it like does like little panels of how you're taking out with this weapon, but each weapon has its own animation. So the game basically has like dozens of canned little things they'll do on the final guy, then these close gory finishers. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it really is. Um, I know you wanted to touch on the music briefly. Yeah, so the music is 
really, really interesting. So it starts off with kind of just a Western flair. The whole game just drips with this classic uh, Western aesthetic, and that, that comes into the music. Um, but it also, especially in the second chapter, which kind of has a techno future desert aesthetic with some, like, neon, um, you kind of see a little flavor of, of uh, synth come into that, too. Uh, I just thought it was a really interesting way that, like, they kind of have this bouncy, synthetic, but Western vibe going on, and it's 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 wholly unique. But but I would say the music in this game is is super striking. The music lines up perfectly with your action too. Uh, I found that like as you would go from from section to section, it blended. As you chain things together, it it kind of builds alongside you. Right. Yeah. Not not quite where uh, Ape Out was at, where Ape Out was like bringing in synth or or symbol crashes every time you got a kill. But right. it, but it still feels like uh, there's kind of a melody that goes along with the the flavor of of uh, of the music. It's great. Um, I don't know. I guess the whole thing is like a complete package. Uh, it just feels like Blood Roots um, is a tribute to indie games that you've probably paid in the last uh, uh, five or ten years. It's not to say that it's it's copying them or aping them. It just feels like it is studying um, what some of the best games have done and then building on them in ways that feel respectful and unique and fresh. Uh, I just I, I'm a big fan. No, I mean that that's the thing. Like I we don't do review scores here, but just know that like if we are going through that old uh, EGM GameSpot magazine whatever thing where they had the uh the, the faces i don't know if i'm dating myself here it'd be a big smiley face with two thumbs up uh i just i really enjoyed my time on it it was one of those delightful surprises of packs and one of the reasons that show is so cool is that you discover these indie games that you never would have really heard from or noticed before but then you get hands-on you get to talk to the devs you get to see their passion come through you get to f- check it out on your own and it turned into a game that I became intensely like intrigued by and excited for. And it's really cool when a final product of a game uh, matches that first impression. Because a lot of times in the interim, like year and a half, two years, pro- uh, features change, the gameplay gets tweaked, things aren't quite as you remember. But this really was just a greater version of what I played last year. And man, I, I got to tell you, there- there's just jumping on a barrel and rolling around running over people just really never gets old so paper cult has also really made a name for themselves uh before this they've only released one game uh called fat mask but blood roots feels like a a really really confident game coming out of a a a smaller studio that feels like it's just breaking onto the scene i don't know i guess it's you know just like uh just like last year when we saw uh zom studios uh make disco elysium it just feels like we're finding more and more indie development teams that are coming onto the scene um, paying attention to games that came before, but also building their own unique identities and, and also just making a game that's really fucking good to play. I don't know. It's, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I don't it, know. It, it, I just love it. I, I'm, I'm really happy that this all game also came out on Switch just because it's the perfect... Games like these are the perfect thing for those pick-up-and-go sessions. We played it on Epic Game Store, though. We played it on PC just for whatever reference you might need. And it's just as good on computer, but I definitely plan on double dipping and getting this on switch because man, it's just, it just seems destined for that. And you know what? I'm going to make a patented fin joke here. And that oh, uh, I, I really hope this game gets the recognition it deserves and grows a paper cult following. I don't know if you can hear yeah. me sighing, but I sighed. I, I can hear you sigh. And that's good. Feels good. Me. No, I needed it, you to know. What I keeps you me to going. Know. 
No, but but in all seriousness, it's great to see a, an indie game come out onto the scene and, and make a big impression, both for its art style and also just like tight, uh, tight, tight, tight arcade gameplay. It, it's just I don't know. I I'm a big fan. Uh, Finn. So this game is coming out uh, on PC, which is where we reviewed it. Switch, like you said, and also PlayStation Four, uh, all at launch. Uh, I'm seeing the price tag around uh, uh, like 18, 20 bucks on uh, USD, which is a pretty, pretty dang fair price. Again, I beat it in about eight hours. It's a perfect weekend game. Uh, all of its little chapters within the acts are broken up into about 20 to 30 minute sections, so it's perfect for pick up and play for folks who uh, like to play on Switch while they're commuting. I don't know, Finn. Do you have any closing thoughts on uh, Bloodroots before we wrap this up, buddy? All, all my closing thoughts would be to urge you to give this game a shot. Uh, check it out. Watch some impressions. See some footage. See if it's your kind of game. If if any of the games or styles we mentioned seem appealing to you, then I urge you to give it a shot because it is 100% your, uh, worth your time. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. That was our After Hours episode on Bloodroots. Of course, keep up with all of SEGC's stuff by subscribing on the podcast apps you like and find us on Twitch. And also, if you enjoy the work we do, feel free to uh, support us on Patreon. That allows us to go to more conferences, produce better quality content, all that sort of thing. Thanks so much for your time, everybody. Have a great evening. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.